Welcome back, guys. This podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company, a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits. The true secret to living is giving. And don't forget to join the RPG Coffee Club today. Don't wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each month with our coffee club. The Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sites, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing, where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now, when you sight in your 20 yard mark, you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on, the Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape, and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger uh, scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow and the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter, as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com. We're at the 2020 ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens still has our momentum management compressible blade technology so the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed uh, in flight it's one inch by inch and a quarter another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like so swap the tip out get you 125 grains instead of 100 which is big with those western hunters and then it's really simple to lock back in place roll those blades up and then it's a click and another click on the other side it's completely set in will not prematurely deploy will not rattle free solid containment 100 percent deployment every time so we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time so that's what's new for vip this year 
We would like to just take a second to help you make the final decision on your new Kydex holster. We the People offers all American-made holsters designed for everyday carry. Whether it's inside the waistband or outside, these holsters are made with quality and don't break your bank like other high-end holster companies. And plus, they offer free shipping on all orders in the USA. So go have a look, and while you're at it, check out what else they have to offer. Merch link in bio. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America Podcast Cooking Edition here. So tonight, to, my guest is uh, Chris Dietz, and we were just talking about like what would be a good recipe to talk about. And since I don't have any pressure for him, it's like he actually has a happy accident, a happy experiment that he tried out, and I'm actually quite excited to hear what he had to say. So, Chris, take it away. Uh, honestly, the happy experiment that I have is uh, I didn't personally shoot it. I had a friend that gave me some mallard meat. Okay. And I don't know if you guys have an air fryer. Oh, yes. We have an air fryer. But I seasoned it, let it sit overnight, a little marinade, and I put an air fryer and then started making jerky out of it. Yum. I didn't think it was going to turn out that great. I mean, it was a little tough first time trying to air fry jerky, but it says on the package that you can make jerky out of it. So Yes, we we have not uh, had, a talking, had anybody on the podcast talk about jerky, so you're going to have to like, start from... From beginning to end about this this jerky recipe you figured out. Uh, honestly, I just, I'm a fat kid. I usually can do anything and everything with the seasonings. I'm not okay. picky. Uh, my favorite's lemon pepper, so I sat there and grabbed barbecue sauce. Uh, any, I'm not picky on barbecue sauce either. I usually uh, Famous Dave's, mm-hmm. just the original Famous Dave's is what I use. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a diehard cookie guy coming from Iowa. Uh, maybe, not, maybe not your cup of tea? No, I grew up on uh, open pit. That's a good beer. That's a good barbecue. I me- I remember mom using Cornish game hens in the crock pot with a uh, open pit. But mm-hmm. a- any barbecue sauce really works. Uh, yeah, usually go open or not open pit, but Famous Dave's. Mm-hmm. Ever since eating up there in Owatonna, I've been hooked on this barbecue <laughs> sauce. Yeah, that that's some legit barbecue sauce. There. There's one in the, there's one across your way home. Oh, might have stopped there, but I take bread. that. Uh, I throw my barbecue sauce in there. Yeah. Toss my lemon pepper on top. Uh, take the jerky or take the mallard. Kind of make sure both sides get it on. Yeah. Layer it. Put some more barbecue sauce. Just as many as I could go in that bowl, okay. and then put in the fridge overnight. Sit there next morning. How I- thick were their strips and such? Oh, they were. Yeah. About a good inch thick. Okay. Uh, you know, did you end up like, cubing up? I think. Did you cube them up then, or no, did you I just, just make strips them? Then? I okay. think I just left them the same little breast strips that they I was given. Okay. Uh, threw it in the air fryer. I think it takes a good couple hours yeah. for it to go, and pulled them out. Not gonna lie, I was drooling a little bit when it was cooking. <laughs> it smelled pretty good, but pulled so, them out and yeah, oh, they were just nice. They were juicy. I mean, it wasn't, I don't know if I can really call it jerky, depending on how much of a jerky fan you are and if you want it tough or mm-hmm. tender, but it was really tender uh, duck breast. I think tender is the word to go with. And how many hours did you have it in the air I think it was a good almost three hours Okay, it was in there. Wow, three and hours. You flip it about halfway because air fryers, you can pull open the door and it stops. Mm-hmm. And, but it was, I think it's the best. Little experiment that I have honestly tried. I've tried a lot. 
<laughs> That's pretty cool. I think we're, we we might have to get a, get after some jerky then, something like that, because we I have plenty of food to to experiment on. Say air fryers, they're godsend. Now, how how what um, what temperature did you have it set at? Uh, they have a jerky button on the one we have. Oh, okay, so so yeah, automatic was... temperature and time. I think I put up the time, mm-hmm. but they have automatic temperature gauge for you there. If you just hit the button, it says jerky, and walk away. That's awesome. Talk about, guy. That's that's very simple. That's very convenient. I think uh, we're gonna have to do some experiments with that right there. I just need to uh, get after doing some duck hunting this this upcoming season because I got to, got a lot of ammunition that I have for for duck hunting because <laughs> all I could find was duck ammunition all 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 Slugs season long. Were hard to find. Oh yes, they were very difficult to find this season. I, I found the one box of five, and I was not able to find anything after that. But. Yeah, depending on what route you take, you should swing through Rochester if you if you have time tomorrow and see if you can come across. Go to like uh, started Coyote Creek because they're open on Saturdays or Sundays, excuse me. And then you can swing up to Shields and then Fleet Farm. Fleet Farm is a little hit, very hit or miss because yeah. they usually get their shipments on a Friday, but it's an opportunity to see if you can come across something. Depending on how, if you can get that you're eating crow out of your mind, another yeah. one to try is the crow breast meat. Okay, on the grill, get crow out of your mind. It's really not that bad. It's Honestly, I've had people try it, and it's a cross between venison and steak. Okay. It's got the gaminess of venison, but it's kind of got the texture of steak. So you've never had crow, so I, I can't uh, comment on it. So it's like, I'm, 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 I'd like to try it. It's not bad. Uh, go out and get one. Uh, I just pluck the feathers up front, take the breast meat out, uh, toss it in water, get some of that blood out. Yeah. I threw mine on the grill, medium rare, and oh. Uh, that would be sound. Actually, do you want to be really good with it? Some Italian seasoning. Actually, Italian dressing. Let it marinate in there for about 24 I've hours. I've actually seen people that have, uh, if you keep the breasts together completely, I've seen people that have bacon wrapped it. Ooh, like, that would be delicious too. Like a skewer type deal. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I got, I was like, never mind, I can't have bacon. Mm, that sounds delicious. That's what I did uh, last night. I cooked up some uh, backstraps and I marinated it 24 hours in uh, Italian uh, dressing, and it boiled. It's like it got right to the core of the meat, and so you could taste that zing. Oh, that's and plus a you, good you got a good rub on it too. Oh boy, it was fantastic. That sounds delicious, man. I, I am I am gonna try some jerky in the air fryer, man. So thank it you is for that. Worth right. it. Yeah. So now it's like it just. I'm not gonna include a recipe on this because this one you're gonna have to try on your own on this one. But it's like if you have an air fryer, I think somebody on this listening to this podcast may just had some inspiration about trying it. Air fryers are the way to go. Right. It's so simple and easy and very easy to clean. Exactly. Plug it in, just a little grill type deal. Pull out the grates, wash them. Make anything and everything on them. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, thank you, Chris, for giving us this inspiration. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. But thank you again for coming on the podcast. And I think when, when Chris is able to attend, or, or, or I'll have to set some up with Chris and you, and we'll have a, uh, have a nice uh, gathering of the minds again and have another conversation. I look forward to that. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun to have a couple of beers and stuff like that because uh, a couple of years we had, um, what he had when I had him on, we had talked about, we had it right there in his garage just raining out and cracked a couple of beers and that's all we did nice we talked we bullshitted and <laughs> drank some beer so thank you chris again for coming on thanks for having me you're very welcome <laughs>